0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Dan Bowen Photography Podcast. This is episode number 18, How to Build a Massive Community and Get Noticed on Instagram. So we are back today with another livestream interview episode, Adam King, aka Kingy Kings, is the founder of A Game of Tones, which is a massive Instagram community and feature page with over 600,000 followers at the time of this recording. So Adam is a portrait photographer based in New York City, and he also spent some of his time in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is close to where I'm from. Let's go, Penguins so in this episode adam and i get to talking about instagram his path getting into photography and how he managed to build a massive community on instagram and how he built a big community that started as a feature page and has since expanded into instameets portrait photography workshops and other cool events so Adam and I get to talking about his background and how he got started on all this and I think there's a lot of really awesome actionable tips out there for people who are interested in building their own following on Instagram. Now we did run into some technical glitches during the live stream so there are some parts where the audio is a little bit kind of wonky but I think you'll get a lot of value out of this episode regardless. Before we dive into the episode, if you're interested in taking your portrait photography to the next level, then I have a resource for you. It's called the Portrait Photographer's Ultimate Resource Guide. Now this is a guide of different educational resources about portrait photography that I have used over the years to really better myself as a portrait photographer. So if you're interested in checking that out, I have a link in the description where you can sign up to my email newsletter and get a free download for that portrait resource guide. So without further ado, here's my interview with Kingy Kings.
1: So how I got into photography, let's see. So I moved to Pittsburgh a few years ago and I used to do a lot of music and stuff so when I moved to Pittsburgh tried to find bands to play with Um, a lot of people there I just didn't click with I'm a drummer Uh, so Mm -hmm. I need a new outlet and um, I wasn't really sure what to do so at the time the Instagram that I was using was just like selfies and you know stupid stuff like that Uh, so I met this girl and she was into photography and, um, you know, i check out her stuff as we we're dating and whatever. Um, she, I don't know, she took it pretty seriously and she was good. Uh, so it made me want to try it out. So I just started my phone and then i post pictures on Instagram. Um, and then just like, I would get random people just like from wherever, like commenting on it. I was like, wow, this is pretty sick. Um, so it's kind of like motivating at first, you know, just with my iPhone. And then I discovered you know, um, editing apps. So I started getting more into that. And, you know, yeah. before music, I also, growing up, I was always creative. always did painting or drawing or sculpting, just anything I could. Um, so then I got to, you know, use my phone, start to put more, like, artistic touch on it. Um, and then I just got hooked. People, you know, meet, see people from all around the world, their stuff, um, slowly discover more photographers from around the world. Um, and then one day, I got a batch of hashtags. And they're like, oh, She was like, yeah, use these on your your photos. So I was like, okay. So just copy and paste, it was like Visco and like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then one day I got, I got a feature. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And I discovered that the hashtags link back to these communities. Um, so super fascinating for me. It was kind of like music in the sense that there was like this whole underground community. Um, but it was all right on my phone. So I didn't really have to go anywhere besides out and shooting, whatever. So I got featured, started researching more into like hashtags and stuff like that, discovering they all went back to these communities. So the one page that featured me, exclusive shot, um, after they featured me, you know, super interested. Uh, and I just wanted to be a part of it. So I hit them up and I was like, you know, thanks for the future, uh, this is really cool, you know, how can I be involved, can I be on your team, like, how, how does this work? Uh, so they let me be on the team, and, um, you know, during that whole process is when I was still using my iPhone, and just, like, learning, like, different lighting things to do, composition, symmetry, you know, all that stuff just as I went, so. Yeah, um, yeah. It It's a fun learning experience, and then, yeah, so that's pretty much how I got into it, so. I mean, growing up, also, uh, my father was a photographer, so um, he used to do a lot of portraits. He did a lot of like underwater, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So I was always around it, but I was just not really into it. I was more into like music and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so pretty much moving to Pittsburgh is when I started doing uh, more photo.
2: That's awesome. So, like, what prompted prompted you to move to Pittsburgh, because you were in New York at one point, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's a good question. So, uh, pretty much my situation, my living situation, um, there were some issues with it, like, nothing crazy. But um, it was either move back to my parents or figure something else out. So, my cousin got word of the situation. He lived in Pittsburgh. And uh, he invited me out to come try it out. So, I mean, I've lived all over. I lived in Boston for a little bit, London for a little bit, did a couple touring, uh, national tours with some bands. So traveling is always something that was like something I love to do. And it just, every time I did it, I just learned something new, put myself out there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how, you know, I got over to Pittsburgh. So I moved in with my cousin, got on my feet and then uh, yeah, start doing my own thing.
2: That's awesome. So, at what point did you transition from shooting with your phone to uh, like shooting with an actual digital
1: camera? Um, let's see. Wait, hold on one second. I'm just trying to see. How do I see the chat? I'm. I'm like. I'm watching. now. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so from uh, phone uh, from a cam- uh, phone to a camera. Good question. So let's see after about a year of using my phone i was like i don't see myself stopping photography at all i'm just going to keep going uh so i decided to make the decision to get um a sony so the sony a6000 was my first camera mm-hmm. and i remember it was like right around i think it was like late december 2016 i want to say mm-hmm. um so yeah, when with Sony, I heard a lot of good things about them, affordable, you know, I was still in this place where it's like, I knew in the back of my head I was going to do photography for a long time, but I just wasn't, you know, trying to make a huge financial commitment. I don't know why, but um, yeah, so that's pretty much when I made that decision, knowing that I'm not stopping, you know, and during this whole time I was doing a game of tone, so I just always wanted to get better, and I knew, you know, I would need to get an actual camera to to be better. So
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the that's actually still the camera that I use, the a 6000 And that was like one of the first well it was the first mirrorless camera. I had like a Canon, like an older Canon DSLR, but I've switched to the A six thousand and never looked back. It's like such a fantastic camera, especially if you don't have a lot of money to spend.
1: Yeah. No, it's a great camera. Um for a crop sensor, I mean and if you're just posting on Instagram too, if you're not really using it for print or anything, gets the job done. So that's awesome.
2: So you you mentioned you were um you were doing some stuff with exclusive chat. So at what point did you uh start Game of Tones and like what prompted you to start that page and and try to build that community?
1: Um so I think it was I want to say like February 2016. So 2015, like, late 2015 was when I got the feature and I joined their team. And then um, I would always, like, tell them ideas or stuff like that uh, that I wanted to do. And it was just, like, a communication barrier, which nothing wrong with that. Can't help it. But I really wanted to do, you know, kind of, like, how the music community was but bring it to the photography world. It's kind of what I wanted to create, um, doing a lot of events and whatever I could. So I'd express ideas, and it just really didn't go anywhere. So then, at that point, I was like, I want to do something else, like on my own, and you know, actually put my ideas to use. So uh, nothing against them, Still awesome OG community, but um, that's when I decided, okay, time to do something else and really, uh, you know, bring it to the next level. What's going on here already in the existing like under underground photography world? So. Yeah. That's what I made mean, that decision.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's been interesting to see the rise of Game of Tones because, I mean, if you've started in, like, February 2016, so we're literally, like, 18 months later something like that, and you uh, hit no, 600... no, no, it
1: was, uh, like, February 2015. 2015, okay. So
2: yeah. even still, so, like, you know, maybe two years, and you're at yeah. 600,000 600, followers now, which... So when you started it out, when did you really notice that you were starting to get some traction with the account and that there was really a community building around a game of Tones?
1: Um, I would say between the spring and summer of 2015. So, um, and I always, I always put, like, the idea of, like, music and bands into it so like you know how bands they go on tour they're not mm-hmm. going on tour by themselves they're collaborating and going with other bands so it's kind of the way i looked at it is you know i need to find people who are doing the same thing running communities and link up with them and that's what i did so right after i started game of tones i was looking around and there's like, a couple like um pages that were around before it like way too ill um, Heater Central, so those were the first two I reached out to. So the dude Eric, behind Way Too Ill, he also does Portrait Page. Um, super nice dude from Toronto, but I reached out to him. And then Jay, um, he does the Heater Central page from Austin, Texas. So I reached out to them and then we formed uh, what's called an alliance, which is kind of just like a network. So mm-hmm. we all kind of just like promote each other and exchange shout-outs and like put each other in the captions as an alliance and uh, that's how that started, and once we started, like, all collaborating and getting the mix of people around, uh, is when things really started to grow, and then, you know, discovering more and more communities, and the, meeting the people behind them, um, is when I decided I wanted to do my first, like, meetup, so i never been to an Insta meet or anything like that, always thought the idea was super cool, um, so I decided, I was like, well, I'll just make my own, you know what I mean? So, do my own instant meet. And it was August 2015, um, where I did the first one. It was called uh, Global Meet. So a Global Meet was, it was pretty much myself, Eric from Way Too Ill, Jay from Heater Central, and then we rounded up, I don't know, maybe like 15 other cities. And the idea was to do a meetup on the same day, and just bring people together so that's what we did so i, I organized everything um got the logos made up by our buddy uh, third optic he does like all of our graphic design
2: mm-hmm.
1: we picked the date rounded up all the different cities um we all had like everyone could do their own thing you know have their own plan or theme um but then we did global meet so after we did that i remember just like going to the meetup I was still new to the city I didn't really know anyone in Pittsburgh at all Um, and a ton of people came out and I remember it was just like super inspiring like meeting all these people a little intimidating at first um, but it was still cool and I remember you know doing the meetup and then going home like running home to go see because people would take pictures at the meetup post it yeah so we had all these different cities so I like ran home went to the hashtag was looking through hashtag global Meet, just like in awe just like holy shit like all these people came out to like all these different cities and uh i guess from that point on is really when i was like yeah i want to keep doing this and like do it better and do it bigger and uh yeah so between collaborating with peter central and way too ill in the early stages to global Meet, that's when things just started like i knew for sure like I wanted to keep going with the community, and that I wanted to do a lot more. Kind of just, like, turn the wheels in my head. So it was cool. That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah, amazing, it's amazing to see good. how the, the community has grown. grown, grown.
1: Um, so
2: one other question I wanted to ask is, yep. um, so I, you know, looking back at some of your previous photography, I noticed that you shot a lot of more, like, urban exploration and, like, cityscapes and that sort of stuff. And then eventually you started transitioning into portraits. So when did you start getting interested in portrait photography and getting into starting to post that work on your Instagram
1: feed? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, All right, so the timeline, I started my iPhone. I was mainly just shooting downtown Pittsburgh with my iPhone, wherever. A couple trips back home to New York a few times, whatever. Uh, Bought a camera, and then from january 2016 to like april 2016 i did all these different events so i did uh miami we did like an edm we shot for some edm festival out there uh life in color and then we did a meetup and then we did um, another meetup in new york another one in toronto uh san francisco um and then the traveling like we didn't have anything else set up so that ended at like april So I did all these travels, I shot a bunch of landscapes, and then I was back in Pittsburgh, didn't have anything planned. I was like, you know, I don't want to continue to shoot Pittsburgh over and over and over. You know, There's only so many angles from the city you can get. There's only so many, you know, symmetry shots or or just anything like that, lookups, all that stuff. So I was like, I need a new challenge. So I wanted to start getting into, uh, that's why I was like, yeah, I want to start shooting people. And, like, right around that time, it was really funny, actually. So, this one guy left a comment on one of my photos. And he's, like, it was super random. He's, like, yo, where are you at? And I replied, I was, like, yo, I'm in the club, bottle full of Bob. Just something, like, troll. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, it was ridiculous. And then he's, like, uh, he's, like, yo, I want to work with you. And I'm, like, all right, DM me. So, he DM'd me, and he's, like, yo, I'm doing this uh, power shoot for... Uh, my clothing brand out in Phoenix. He's like, I want you there, blah, blah, blah. And like, mind you, like, I barely shot any portraits before this. So, like, he just like kind of believed in me and my vision and my skills set to like bring me out there and not knowing that I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. So, um, all I did is so I was just like, I never met this guy in my life, super random. Um, and I was like, shit, it's an opportunity. I get to go to Phoenix. Um, so I was like, I told him, all right, so if you got me plane tickets. I got a 50 millimeter, went out there, um, shot, like, all the random, I wouldn't even call them models. I mean, I guess they're kind of, whatever, some of them, whatever, um, and then shot them, and then I got back to Pittsburgh, so I did that, and, like, from that point on is when I just, like, started, I was like, all right, back here, I'm not, you know, I'm not shooting city anymore, I just want to shoot portraits, um. So that's kind of when that all all happened. So I was just pretty much bored of shooting Pittsburgh. I got invited to do some coward shoot, which kind of just like really, like I shot a ton of people, like endless shots that day. And it kind of just put me in the rhythm. I was like, all right, this is uh, what I'm going to do now. So, and it's just, uh, yeah, that line of work, it just tells way more of a story. Uh, So it's just what I liked about it the most. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, like, I I guess that was the the question I was going to ask. So what is it, I guess, about portraiture that you feel tells more of a story, or what is it that sort of elicits the emotions for you more than, say, you know, a
1: picture of, like, the Clemeni Bridge in Pittsburgh? Right. Yeah, so um, once you start getting into portraiture, it's, like, a whole different world. I mean, number one, it's a whole new challenge, so. Um, I always love challenging myself, so that's always cool. Um, But it has to be, yeah, like, the storytelling aspect. So, like, the emotion that the model can convey. The experience is really cool, too. You know, meeting a a ton of new people, a ton of new faces, you know, um, getting a lot more work from it. Um, But overall, it has to be my favorite part is, uh, like, the emotion behind it. So... I think that answers the question. (laughs) I don't remember.
2: For sure. Yeah, I think one of the things that I find appealing about portrait photography more so than doing like cityscapes is there's so much more of an interactive element to it as well. Like you feel like you are creating something with another person as opposed to if you're just, you know, shooting a photo of a building or a landscape or something like, you know, the building doesn't care that you took a nice photo of it. (laughs) But like if you shoot it, if you shoot a really nice portrait of another person like a lot of times they're going to really appreciate that and you can really do something to boost other people's self-esteem or personal image and that sort of thing by being able to create some interesting work so that's what i've always found interesting about portrait photography in particular
1: yeah i mean so, you'll come across people that are uh, at a point like you'll capture a moment of the person from a time in their life and like you know getting to know Um, whoever you're shooting with and their story and uh, maybe what they're going through, good or bad. And it's just cool to look back on, you know, having, you know, knowing the person's story and then, like, what you went through to get the shot and all of that is a lot of fun too. Um, But, yeah, I definitely – yeah, there's so many good aspects of it that I really enjoy, so.
2: Yeah. So what would you say uh, has been, like, one of the most challenging – Portrait shoots you've done, or maybe a portrait shoot where things didn't go quite as planned, or something went wrong, and you had to sort of pivot and
1: try to figure out how to make it work. Um, so I guess like the most challenging one to date is um, gonna have to be. I mean, there's there's a few that stick out, but I'd say the most challenging one was when um, so beautiful destinations reach out to me, um, and they, you know, we've been following each other. Um, Tom and Jeremy, they're awesome, but me and Tom were following each other for a while. They actually, how it all started is, way back rewind to um, February 2016, I did a New York uh, meetup, and there, we had at least 600 people there, it was crazy. But the Beautiful Destination guys were there. Um, I didn't know them at the time, but um, one of the guys on our team, Tony Bennett, he knew of them. And he, you know, I was trying to, like, herd around, like, 600 different people and get them all going to the same direction yeah. for the photo op. But after, he's like, yo, there's so many people there. He's like, I really want you to know these guys um, behind beautiful destinations. And, like, at the time, I really didn't know too much about them. But I was like, oh, that's awesome. So he gave me their emails. I sent him an email. Um, then we like followed each other and then we were just been following each other for a while. So fast forward um, to about March this year, um, they reached me out to do a campaign um, with a swimwear company. So uh, the campaign was in the Bahamas. Okay, it was shooting guys, which is fine. I, I mean, I'll shoot guys, but it's still, you know, uh, something I'm just not too experienced with, but I think I still did a good job. Um, and then, you know, shoot, like, usually I'll shoot in cities. So now I'm being brought to an island, you know, to go shoot um, yeah. and dealing with those conditions. And on top of that, you know, the pressure, of really doing a good job for these guys. You know, they believed in me, you know, being, like, their first portrait photographer they reached out to to do the job. So there's a ton of pressure, a ton of, like, obstacles and things in the way. Um, and then, yeah, we got to the island. Um, scouting locations um, and their work ethics crazy you know waking up sunrise and just shooting until sunset and then rinse and repeat the next day um, but yeah, sh- so with all the pressure and conditions the weather and lighting um, made for a really good challenge it wasn't a bad thing at all like I did a great job um, but there's a couple cool adventures we went on um, one of them was to, like, this private island we spotted um, out in the distance. So we got a boat. We went to the private island, and we had to, like, throw all of our gear on the top of, like, this surfboard. And then, like, floating in the water, bringing the gear to the island, uh, get it off the surfboard. And we went and shot around on the island for a little bit. Um, but that had to be, like, that whole trip in general was, like, probably my biggest challenge and, like, most pressure I've ever had on me. How um, to shoot and you know super humbling experience like
2: all right. We are back in the game so you are telling us about your experience shooting with uh, beautiful destinations and Their one Instagram page. that has been able to build uh, a massive following and get noticed um, so I guess for photographers out there today, I think a lot of people are really trying to build up their own Instagram followings and connect with people. So what would be some, some advice that you would give to uh, people out there who are hoping to build their own following on Instagram?
1: Um, okay, good question. So, I mean, the first thing is creating really good content. So you can, you know, network and do all the right things. But if your content and consistency are not there then it's probably gonna be pretty hard to do that Um, so that's the first thing having really good content Um, the next thing is gonna be networking so meeting people talking to people being social on social media you know it's the whole point of it right Um, and you know there's all different niches of you know people on social media whether it's photography or modeling or blogging or fitness or this or food or, you know, it's all different things. Um, But most of them have, you know, um, I guess you can call it a feature page where your work will get highlighted. It's going to be probably one of the bigger ways to grow is to get your work on display there. Uh, You know, granted they have a good following and good support, Um, you know, getting your, your work featured there will help a ton with your following, um, networking, getting to know people. um, That's going to be another way. Um, Yeah. I mean, those are probably the two biggest things, having really good content and understanding how to network and um, you know, whether it's a feature page or whatever, somewhere where your work can be displayed um, and recognized. And I think that will really help a lot, so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome.
2: So, like, so, what, are, what are some of the some tips that, like, you would give to people, like, some, maybe some actions not to do? Because I'm sure, like, following, like, you know, Game of Tones, you probably experience getting spam from people or people, you know, asking to to be featured or, like, sending you DMs yeah. and stuff. So, like, what are some, like, things you would recommend not doing to sort of anti-network?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, as far as, like, from a feature page and, like, getting your work displayed there, um, a lot of them, you know, there's people behind the brands. So, you know, getting to know the people behind the brands, whatever. Um, things not to do, though, would be, like, uh, leaving comments just saying, feature me, or... Uh, just being blatant like you want to be you know um trying to think of the the right word but you just want to like get you know integrated in the community so like you know if you're commenting supporting people whatever that's the right thing to do if you're commenting just blatant stuff like oh uh i'm a 14 year old photographer from france please check out my work like i'll see like those random comments all the time (laughs) um it just doesn't really work like that like I think what speaks more is support rather than saying, you know, come check me out. I think if you're like supportive towards other people, they'll check you out on their own without you even having to say anything. So, um, yeah, that would be one of the don'ts is, you know, don't leave stupid comments. Leave definitely leave comments that are supportive, but not ones that are just like, um, all about yourself and spammy. You know what I mean? Um, Nothing like that. Um, I don't see a problem. I mean, I get a lot of DMs, um, not so much on my personal, but like Game of Tones and Portrait Games, uh, people, you know, asking for features. And I'll, I'll go through them and stuff. Um, but, you know, that's really not like the most best way to go about it. Um, another thing would be not following people back like you know and especially in the early game like Mm -hmm. if you are just starting off like when i just started off i followed everyone back or for the most part at least um just to like build up a base and then like as time goes on you put out better work um you'll be getting people following you from all over the place but yeah don't be scared to follow people back um even if their work's not the best you know like still can be supportive um uh that's another thing to do and to not do yeah so uh what else um what are maybe some
2: tips for like if you're going to a a photography meetup or some like in-person event like some some networking advice for that
1: yeah i mean just go around and introduce yourself to people um don't i mean i would say Yeah, go around, talk, just try and talk to people, get in a conversation, introduce yourself, get their name, um, you know, get a little notepad out on your phone, type out their Instagram, you're not going to sit there and follow every person you meet, but it's good to have like a list of, you know, who you met, uh, things like that, Um, you know, maybe posting pictures from the event, you know, to, depending on if there's like a contest or something involved with it, um yeah just stuff like that just pretty much going around and trying to meet every single person you can and like don't be scared don't hold back like everyone's all doing the same thing and you might make some new friends that you can shoot with at a later time and you just never know so
2: yeah i think that's yeah. that's great and i think like one of the one of the things that i see people making stay in terms of networking is if they're talking to people, they, they make it a lot about themselves. Uh you, you know, one yep. tip that I found useful is like trying to get the other like asking questions of the other person, trying to get the other person talking about themselves. And, um it helps to just sort of like build some rapport with people.
1: Yeah, I agree. Definitely want to get to know people and not just sit there and be like, oh, I shoot with this. Oh, I do this. Me, me, me. You definitely want to get to understand what other people are doing too. But usually it's like at those things, it can be like a high pressure and fast paced situation. I mean, at least for my end, because I'm like usually hosting it. So I'm not really sure as like like an attendee, like what that experience is like too much. But Mm -hmm. from what I can like observe and whatever, it's, you know, just trying to go around, have some small talk with everyone, rather than just like hanging out with a little clique, and then you're not really going to meet everyone. So um, that's what I would definitely do. That sounds good. So
2: I want to get some more advice too for for our listeners on people who are interested in getting into portrait photography, and starting to reach out to people that what is some advice you would give to people who are maybe trying to find models for photo shoots, like what are some some strategies they could use or some things that they can put into play to uh, find
1: people and collaborate with other people to do portrait shoots? Um, Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it depends on your quality of work and if you're just starting, like if you've been shooting landscapes and stuff for a while um, and you're just thinking about getting into portraits, you know, it's always good to... You know, maybe if you have friends that model or something like that, um, just so you can get practice and, you know, start to understand lighting and whatever else. Um, But if you feel a little bit more confident um, in your work, you know, reaching out to some established models that are either with agencies or that have a ton of modeling content on their page is always a good way. Ways to find them. I mean, probably, you know, One of the easier ones is if you have photographers in your area who shoot portraits, looking at their page, see who they're shooting with, um, you know, reaching out to those models. Um, Yeah, that would probably be the first way to go about it. And then I always say this, but um, I come from, you know, landscape background. Uh, So going into portraits, I needed to find, especially for like my audience on social media, I need to find a way that I can introduce portraits but in a way where it still makes sense to what I was doing before so I would pretty much ask a model to shoot I'd go to an old location where I would shoot cityscape or landscapes and then just add a subject matter and then that you know it still has that like atmosphere and cityscape vibe but you're also adding a person to it so it makes it a little bit um the same style that you were doing but you know now it's a portrait so
2: that's awesome yep. so i wanted to talk a little bit too about your your projects that you're working on now with some of the, the workshops and things that you're offering so you recently in collaboration with some of the folks you started a group called the artists right or is it artists or artists i couldn't
1: um, artists, artists. Yeah. okay
2: yeah yeah <laughs> and you um so you guys started doing like online trainings, and then and then like in-person workshops. Can so can you just tell a little bit about like how that came to be, and uh, what are some of the things that you're doing with
1: that group right now? Okay. Um, so yeah, the artists is going to be myself, so Game of Thrones, Portrait Games, um, the Imaged, and Heater Central. And how that all started was. So over time doing all these events and working closely with, you know, Heater Central and the image, which would be um, J behind Heater and Five behind the image. Um, you know, we built relationships, trust, um, good communication. So what we wanted to do is kind of all collaborate and do something where all of our groups are kind of together under one like parent company. Um, and that way we could all work as a team to get projects done. So it's not like just myself doing whatever projects or just Phi with the image doing whatever or just J with heater. And that way we can kind of like split up our projects and like what needs to be done for each individual project um, And that's pretty much how and why we started that because we all had that. You know pretty long-term relationship that trust we all had like the same vision we all have to do the same thing uh so it seemed like that would be the best way to go about it um so we always had each other's backs and we were always in whatever together so um that's how that started um now as far as like the artists um right now like the status it's kind of like just like up in the air like we we haven't really put out too much branding about it. I mean, we're all still part of it, but it's just like um, some things got put on the back burner. So now I'm more focused on just like what I can do, right? So, um, yeah, so there's that. Then as far as like upcoming, is that what you're talking about? Upcoming and workshops and stuff? or Yeah, yeah. Like, when, you know, I wanted to
2: talk a little bit about like how you started doing the workshops and maybe what some of the plans
1: were moving forward with, with some of the things that you were going to offer Oh, okay yeah so um how did it all start so earlier maybe towards like the spring um I, I forgot what i was doing i think i was giving like one of my friends i was helping them with something in lightroom or photoshop i can't remember um but they were like I don't know, they just thought it was very helpful, and I always like teaching, um, so I helped them, and then it came. the idea came to me, and I was like, huh, why don't I start doing maybe like online workshops, where I can teach people who might want to know how to do a certain type of edit, or style, or know whatever about Lightroom and Photoshop, um, so, you know, why don't I start doing online workshops, so just on my personal page in the stories, um, I put like Hosting doing online workshops, teaching, you know, editing in Lightroom and Photoshop, and then also, like, going over their page, their work, telling them what they could do better, what whether it's, you know, the models they're shooting with, or um, lighting, or anything like that, or just, like, different compositions and, you know, ideas behind shots. Um, so I did, like, a run of online workshops, and I had, like, A pretty good amount of people that you know signed up for it, so it wasn't like anything um, that was like super legit, I guess. So then, once I did the first round, I wanted to make it legit, so I decided to put it on the artist website. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, people can sign up. It's still available. Um, I just haven't been promoting it as much, but um, yes, so people just fill out a form. They can pick and choose what classes they want to go through and then we just jump on a call kind of like we are now and Mm -hmm. go through whatever they want to learn whether it's lightroom photoshop both um could also you know social media tips advice feedback on their their actual photography um their actual work so after doing like the online ones for like i think i did it for like two months where i was like steadily teaching classes um at that point i was like you know, I kind of want to do, like, an in-person workshop. And I think it would be a lot more fun and um, just different. So that's when the idea came about. And it just so happened that Andrew, um, Av Kinder, was coming out to New York um, right around the same time. So he's like, you know, can we do this together? So I was like, yeah, sure, man, let's do it. Um, so, then, yeah, we did the New York one, which you were at. It was awesome. It was a good time. Um and from there on out, we were just like, you know, this is really cool. I wanna keep doing this. Like, you know, meeting all you guys and meeting everyone who went to teaching. And it was just like a very rewarding experience. Um, and you know, giving people the opportunity to work with, you know, different models and whatever that they might not normally work with. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It was just, yeah, just something different. Always trying to push the boundaries and experiment. So did that. So after the New York one, um, really want to do it on the West Coast. So then we set up to do, which I already did, uh, the LA workshop and San Francisco. So the whole idea was we do a workshop in LA, next day we go to San Francisco, do a workshop there. Um, and then, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like going into it, um, I didn't want people to get like the wrong impression. And I was like, we need to do some type of like, uh, you know, some type of event, you know, uh, whether it's a meetup or whatever. So I decided, all right, let's also do InstaMeets. So we did a workshop in L.A. on Saturday. We did a workshop in San Francisco on Sunday. Uh, we did an InstaMeet meet in San Francisco on Monday and then an instant meet in L.A. on a Tuesday. Um, so that's pretty much the flow there. Um, something I'm still trying to, like, fine tune it. Um, the whole workshop thing, and like I have a couple ideas coming up for a new um, New York City workshop, and then something kind of similar. I don't really want to get into too much detail, but you'll see soon enough. Um, kind of like a workshop, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's work in progress. I'll get there though. Just like in That's the awesome. stages That's of awesome. setting up the next thing. So yeah,
2: yeah. So it sounds like. like uh, um, what was that experience, like, was that doing experience
1: like doing like two, two workshops workshop, and, and, and two to in, like, like, four days? It was crazy. It was freaking exhausting, honestly. It was a lot of fun, but, yeah, we were dead, so. Um, L.A. was just hot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we did L.A. long day. Hopped in the car. We had our friend with us, too. Uh, he did video the whole time, uh, Brennan. And, uh, yeah, and then San Francisco, we got there, like barely any sleep. Um, then we met up with uh, Jude, Jude Allen. And then we did the workshop out there. Um, still a little sketchy, you know, a little tired. Um, and then we stayed in San Francisco that night and then did the me, which was a lot more chill. Like it wasn't, you know, running around and like trying to like process all these things at once and making sure everyone's good and like trying to help in any way that I can. Um uh, yeah, and then we did the Insta meets and then drove back to LA and still just like beat. And then I remember when we were just like the last like 20 minutes of the LA Insta meet, I was just like, man, I am spent. But um <laughs> looking back, like it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um and I'd definitely probably spread out the next ones a little bit more if I did something so close so that sounds good so do you
2: over the next say like year or so do you think you'll be doing uh more workshops uh more like portrait photography workshops in, in other cities around the country uh maybe hitting the coast again uh what are some of your plans moving forward that you're willing to share
1: yeah uh, so as far yeah i'll be doing another new york city one um coming up probably towards the, I want to say maybe like the end of September, early October. Um, so there's that. Then the other concept, I don't want to really share too much, but um, you'll see soon enough it's kind of similar to a workshop, but a little bit different. Um, and then I'm also in the plans of like the early stages of Global Meet 3. So remember how I told mm-hmm. you um, I did Global Meet, the first one, like August 2015. Then we did a second mm-hmm. one like a few months later. And then it kind of just went to the back burner. And then I was looking at it a few weeks ago, like, wow, this is, like, really unique. I want to do it again. Um, so then just, like, something sparked in my head. And I was like, all right, well, Globe Meet 3, I know a million more people now, a million more communities. So let's just make this, like, massive and make it a lot of fun for everyone. So Globe Meet 3, it's going to be, um, like, the official promo and everything within, like, the next week or two. It'll be um, right around like Halloween. And it will be in a ton of cities, like at least 40, I wanna say. So That's wild. Wow. Yeah, it's been a lot of like communication back and forth with um, people. Um, but overall, it's, we got that. And then just kind of, uh, I don't wanna do something charity around the holidays. So planning something out there. And I mean, now that I'm closer to New York City, um, you know. There's a lot of things I want to do down there and set up for the city, you know, as a community um, that I'm working on. I don't really have too much I could share just yet, but yeah. So it'll be a lot of the same and some new concepts coming up. And um, as far as like workshops in other cities, um, one idea that I might do is... Um, getting people to actually, so like, let's say you wanted to do a workshop in Boston, then it would be, you know, under Game of Thrones and Portrait Games, but you would be hosting it. <clears throat> Something like kind of like outsourcing the workshop so we give other people a chance that I can trust and I know would do a good job mm-hmm. um, to, you know, host their own workshop. Um, so yeah, just a, a, I'm always working on a million things. Uh, another thing that is like in the works is merch so like clothing apparel stuff like that um, possibly a podcast of some kind you um, know it's just always oh, trying to like experiment and do different things so we shall see
2: that's awesome yeah. all right so we're we're getting up close to an hour here so I just want to ask you a couple more questions um, first if people want to get involved in the the global meets how do they how do they go about doing that
1: um all right so it's a couple things so from like my standpoint i'm rounding up all the people that i know and like the cities that i know they that i can trust to host the meetup um and then we're gonna go live with like save the date and also, be you know, if there's a city that's not on there and someone wants to host it, um, they'll also be like an application so then they can fill it out, put it in their city, and apply. And then, like, I'll review the person, their experience, whatever, whatever, and we can add them to the list. I just don't want it to be like, uh, and I want to keep it not, not too exclusive, but exclusive enough that it's like special and unique, it's not like you know, um something that I just want people to go and have a bad experience on people that are hosting it, like know what they're doing and know how to provide a good experience. Um, and like, I've set people up to, you know, make sure that that will happen. I mean, I can't guarantee for every single one, but yeah, so mm-hmm. in order, there'll be like an application and stuff that people can apply. So.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So the, before we wrap up here, uh, where can people find you and get in touch with you on, on social media? Where's yeah. the best place? Yeah, so
1: my personal um, King of Kings, so K-I-N-G-Y underscore K-I-N-G-S. People always mess that up. I have, you know, <laughs> uh, King of Queens. Just, just people. <laughs> yeah, people always mess it up. Um, and then, I, you know, Game of Tone, so... On Instagram, uh, Game of Tones, or Portrait Games, DMs get super flooded, so hitting me up with my personal is probably good, or an email is really good, because it's very hard to filter through the hundreds across the board, um, and usually, like, email is going to be the best way to come about
0: that. So I hope you all enjoyed this interview with Adam King. I really enjoyed talking with him and I did attend his portrait photography workshop in New York City. It was the first one that he hosted with Andrew Kinder. So if you're interested in checking out some of the events that he's going to have going on, he often posts them in his Instagram stories on at, game, at a game of tones or at Kingy Kings. You can also find The Artists at theartists.com, and that's A-R-T-Y-S-T-S. Again, if you're interested in taking your portrait photography game to the next level, I've linked up a resource that you can check out, The Portrait Photographer's Ultimate Resource Guide. And if you check out the show notes, you will find a place where you can download that. So we'll see you soon, folks. This has been another episode of the Dan Bullen Photography Podcast.
2: Peace.